How's everybody doing this morning? We're glad you're here. Uh, this is a quite an emotional day for me. You know, I've had a lot of laughs and a lot of, uh, you know, hard times and a lot of uh, wise sayings come my way from people like Buddy. Um, I might throw a few in there for him today, possibly. You know, I've, I just have so much to be thankful for, um, you know, when it comes to thinking about you guys and what kind of impact you've made on my life. Um, I'm humbled and, and I'm honored to have as much time as I did here at uh, New Hope Christian Church. And uh, I'm going to take a lot of what I learned and a lot of what I received here and I'm going to use it at my next ministry. And you guys will not be forgotten at all. This was a big part of my uh, spiritual journey and my ministry journey, and I won't forget that. And I hope to visit you guys again. I'm only 90 minutes up the road, and uh, maybe some of you guys will come by. I know some of you guys will come unannounced because some of you guys are just pains, you know, like that. <laughs> Not mentioning any names, but uh, anyways, uh, I'm going to pray to get us ready for uh, what God wants to tell us today. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you just for who you are, and we just thank you for the wisdom that you give us, and help us to seek that wisdom each and every day. Help us to have a hunger and a thirst for that wisdom each and every day, and we just need to ask for it. You want to give us this wisdom. You love to give us good things. It's not a pain for you to give us good things. Help us remember that. Help us to be ready to receive wisdom. Um, Help us to receive what we're going to learn today about wisdom through your word and your wisdom. That you're going to give me today as I preach, and uh, I pray that you would just give us open hearts and, and open minds, and, and just uh, I pray that we would make wise choices because we're connected to you, because we're connected to that vine which is Jesus Christ. Uh, we just give you the glory and the honor. I'm humbled for uh, what you're about to bless me with, and what you've blessed me with already. And, and I'm pretty sure everybody else is humble in this room as far as who you are and what you've done for them. We give you the glory and the honor in your mighty and precious name. Amen. All right. We have some slides to, to ring up. All right. How many of you guys remember that old Sesame Street song, One of These Ones is Not Like the Other? It still is ringing in my head like crazy. Uh, we're going to play a little One of These Things is Not Like the Other, just to bring up some old times with Sesame Street. Um, if you look close enough, which one of these is not like the other? Can anybody tell me? Upper left. You're right. You're right. All right. Good. This is a little easier than what I thought it was going to be. All right. I thought people were going to be like running up here. Oh, you know. So, all right. We can go to the next one. This one's a little more tough. This one's a little more tough. Can anybody tell me which one of these is not like the other? Now, some people might need to... Top right, yeah. Good, good. Well, I feel like I've insulted your guys' intelligence here. This is unreal. Look at the scales. Scales are a little bit different. Scales are separated a little differently in the upper right-hand corner. Um, All right, let's go to the next one. This one should be a little more obvious. The bottom one. The bottom one. This one just has a blue block instead of a green and a red. But anyways, um, I'll pray for some of your guys' wisdom today after that whole fiasco. Um, but, uh, 
in our world, there's so many different choices. You know, if you want a hamburger, you can go to Burger King, you can go to McDonald's, you can go to um, Jack in the Box, you can go to Roy Rogers. If you want to go to a department store, you can go to Kohl's, you can go to Target, you can go to Boston store. When I was in Illinois for a few years, I had to drive 20 miles to get to Walmart, or I had to drive 20 miles to get to McDonald's. And then I come to Virginia, and boom, there's like five different McDonald's restaurants within a mile. And I have to decide which McDonald's to go to. And, you know, by the grace of God, there's like nine different Starbucks coffee places, which is heaven. And, you know, i got to decide which Starbucks to go to. And I'm an indecisive person. I don't do well with a lot of choices, but our world is so full of a lot of choices. And it's hard to decide what choice to make. And when it comes to wisdom, there's so many different people that are telling you what's wise. You know, we got the world at our fingertips. We got information at our fingertips. You have Facebook. You have YouTube. You have Wikipedia. You have Google. You can type in anything in Google. You might find more about yourself than what you knew if you type in Google. Tracy types in Google, what? I didn't know that about me. So we have this wealth of knowledge at our fingertips, and there's so many different people telling you what's wise, and it's hard to decide what is legitimately wise, because there's so many choices out there as far as what you want to choose as far as what's wise and what isn't wise, or what you want to decide is wise, or what you want to decide isn't wise. That's why we need discernment. That's why we really need to decide what is from God and what isn't. We need to choose what is from God with this sea of what people think is wisdom. James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18 tells us what wisdom is from God and what wisdom isn't from God. And James is going to help us choose what real wisdom is in this sea of what everybody else thinks wisdom is in this world. So we're going to turn our Bibles, James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18. Give you a second to turn there. It's towards the back of the Bible. James 3, 13 through 18. Okay, I'm going to get going. You guys can catch up. Um, verse 13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility of that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitty envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but it is earthly, unspiritual, of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial, and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. So when you're looking for godly wisdom, I think the first thing we need to do is we need to consider the source of where you're getting your wisdom. Consider the source of where you're getting your wisdom. I remember when I was in school and we had to do research papers, we had to make a bibliography page. You guys remember making a bibliography page? You had to cite all your sources on this bibliography page. They wanted to make sure you were doing legitimate research. They wanted to make sure you were um, having legitimate sources. 
um, in your papers. And so they make you do a bibliography page. And I'm wondering, could we do a bibliography page of our lives? If you were to do a bibliography page of your life, what kind of sources would be on there as far as what you define as wisdom? What kind of sources would be on that page as far as what you define as wisdom? Would these sources be from God? Would these sources not be from God? If these sources are from God, how are you getting godly wisdom or, or your version of godly wisdom? Are you going to God's Word? Are you going to God's Word, first of all? 2 Timothy 3.16, as uh, Jerry told us, says that uh, all Scripture is God-breathed. All Scripture is God-breathed. And it's meant for... Uh, it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So if we want to be righteous, we're going to have godly wisdom. And God's Word teaches us how to be wise. And God's Word leads us to righteousness. Because all Scripture is God-breathed. All Scripture is God-inspired. Are you letting godly people give you wisdom? Are you also letting godly people give you wisdom as a godly source? There are so many people that have been through things that you've been through, that love God, that, that follow His Word, that want to help you. Are you leaning on those people? We see in Scripture that God used people to give messages to other people. These people are called prophets. If you look at the Old Testament, you have people like Isaiah, you had people like uh, Jeremiah that had to deliver a message to the Israelites because they weren't getting their act together. You know, these prophets were like, hey, you need to turn from your wicked ways. Get your act together. Otherwise, you know, you guys are going to have some bad things coming your way. So we even see in Scripture that God used people to tell other people things. Another uh, godly source would be um, just God speaking in an audible voice. We don't talk about this one too much. But I, I do believe God speaks in an audible voice. We just don't want to listen. We just don't want to block out all the distractions that we need to block out to listen to God's voice. Do you listen to God's voice? And we see that in Scripture. You know, God talks to Moses in a burning bush. Um, God talks to Elijah when he's running from Jezebel's army. So we even see uh, biblical examples of, of how God is speaking to people in an audible voice. And are you willing to listen? Are you quick to listen? Are you so to speak as James tells us you know, earlier in this book? So you've got to have a godly source if you're going to have godly wisdom. But there's a lot of people that say that they're giving a message from God. And there's a lot of people that try to interpret Scripture but they're not really interpreting Scripture in the right way, and they're not really delivering a message from God. So you've got to have the discernment to decide what is really from God and what isn't from God. Um, we're going to look at uh, 1 John 1.4. This is what 1 John 1.4 says. Or uh, 1 John 4.1, sorry. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. 
There's a lot of evil spirits out there. Evil spirits are real. Evil spirits speak voices to people. Evil spirits try to influence people to give the wrong messages about God's Word. There's a lot of people that look like they're from God, but they're not really from God. There's a lot of people that misinterpret the Bible. You have to test everything. Be willing to test everything. There's a spiritual battle out there, and a lot of you guys know that. And Satan loves to disguise a lot of things and make it look like, you know, a lot of things are godly, but they're not. Test the spirits to see which spirits are, are from God and which spirits are uh, not from God. Um, so we need to have that discerning heart. We really need to have that discerning heart when we're deciding what's a godly source and what isn't a godly source. Also, we need to consider the motive. I think we need to consider the motive when we're looking for godly wisdom. You know, there's a lot of godly wisdom that looks like worldly wisdom. There's a lot of godly wisdom that looks like worldly wisdom. Um, we're going to turn back in James here. And uh, we're going to look at uh, chapter 3 again. And uh, this is what it says <clears throat> as far as looking at the motive behind wisdom. Who is wise and understanding among you, in verse 13? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. So we see that godly wisdom is powered by humility. If we go on verse 14, But if you harbor pity, envy, and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual of the devil. So godly wisdom is powered by humility, putting others in front of ourselves. Putting God in front of ourselves. That's real humility. Philippians 2 says that we should uh, look for other people's needs before our needs because Christ, Christ Jesus did that. Christ Jesus was our best example of that. Because he put us before anything else. He thought of us. Well, he put God before anything else and then he thought of us. You know, that's an example for us. We're supposed to put God before anything else and then we're supposed to look at everybody else. Can we do that? Can we really do that? Are we doing wise things out of humility? Are we doing wise things out of humility? Are we saying wise things because we have humility behind those wise sayings? Or do we have envy and selfish ambition behind some of the acts that we think are wise and behind some of the things that we say that we think are wise? It's all about your motives. One of, one of the favorite movies that I love is, is Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I'm going to get a little graphic here, but it wouldn't be the first time. Um, i got to make it count. It's my last one. Um, so there, there's, a, there's a part of the movie where this dude, he, he rips some dude's heart out of his chest. And, then, and as a guy, and you're, as a lover of man movies, you love things like that. You know? and, and so there's this beating heart in this guy's hand. And, and sometimes, you know, when... I'm asking for wisdom, and I'm asking if I'm making a wise choice. It's like God is sometimes ripping my heart on my chest and, and showing me my heart. He's showing me my heart. Is it a pure heart? Is it pure motives behind what I want to do? Because if you really ask God whether something's a wise choice or not, He will show you. It's almost like He's going to rip your heart out and show you your heart behind your motives. See, there's a lot of people, they love to help the homeless, like feed my peeps. But then there's a lot of other people that like to help the homeless as well. 
There's a lot of ungodly people that like to help the homeless, just like there's a lot of godly people that like to help the homeless. But there's different motives sometimes. Godly people help the homeless because Christ calls us to serve the needy. And because we want to show the love of Christ, there's other people that want to help the homeless to make themselves look good, to give themselves a pat on the back. I know recently, you know, Feed My Peeps, they've been battling with another nonprofit organization, and they had some really bad motives. They wanted to look good. They wanted to start building some stuff, you know, to make their um, um, nonprofit organization look good. But Feed My Peeps is godly. Feed My Peeps wants to show the love of Christ. So there's a lot of people that want to help the homeless, but they don't have the best motives behind that. But godly people have the best motives behind helping the homeless. And let's look at following the law. Let's look at following the law. There's a lot of people that follow the law because they don't want to get arrested. And they don't want to have a record. And, and, you know, Christian people don't want to get arrested. And Christian people don't want to have a record as well. But Romans 13 tells us to submit to the governing authorities. We're doing it because God wants us to do it. Because we have a submissive heart. Where we have a heart to submit to the governing authorities. We have a heart to be obedient to the government and, and the governing authorities. So it's all about your motives, as well as the source. It's also about, you know, considering the results. So we, we consider the source, we consider the, the motives, but we also consider the results when we're looking for godly wisdom. We consider the results. You know, ungodly wisdom is going to lead to results that lead to evil. You know, godly wisdom is going to lead to results that lead to righteousness that lead to peace, that lead to mercy. We're going to look at James chapter 3 again. Uh, Verse 17 says, But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. So godly wisdom is going to create a harvest of righteousness. That's the result of godly wisdom. In verse 16, we see the result of uh, ungodly wisdom. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Ungodly wisdom, disorder and every evil practice. Godly wisdom, a harvest of righteousness. The proof is in the pudding. You can see the proof in the results. A good friend of mine... I don't know if you guys know him. His name's Buddy Allman, but uh, I, I had to do one more Buddy quote. But one time he was talking about when he was working for the government, and he's like, you know, I would tell my boss, you know, I don't, I don't care what you're seeing me do during the day. I want you to judge me by my results. Right, Buddy? It's all about results, you know? It's about results. If you really want to look at wisdom, a big part of finding godly wisdom is, is looking at the results. Do some people's wise actions lead to evil and disorder, or do some people's wise actions lead to righteousness and peace and mercy? Which one is it? The proof is in the pudding. The proof is definitely in the pudding. Are you living a life of joy? Are you living a life of peace? Are you living out the fruit of the Spirit? You know, um, it may be wise for some people to make a lot of money, and, and they think like they're having a lot of results from that, but after a while they're going to feel empty, and money's going to become their God, and they're going to do whatever they can to get money. Some people might think drugs is a wise choice for a while, and it may seem like a wise choice for a while because it's making them feel good, and they're making a lot of money because they're dealing drugs, but eventually they're going to get locked up, or they're going to feel empty, or they're going to mess their body up. The proof is in the pudding. 
But if we're searching after God and we're making wise choices that honor God, we're going to have joy and we're going to have peace regardless of what happens. We're going to live a godly life. People around us are going to see something different about us. We're going to have love just coming out of us and pouring out of us. And that would be the result of, of godly wisdom. That would be the result of godly wisdom. This is the crazy thing about it. In James uh, 1.5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. All you got to do is ask for it. He wants to give you wisdom. He's waiting to give you wisdom. He's jumping up and down because he wants you to say, Hey, I want some wisdom. I'm going to pick on Tracy and Jackie again because I love to do that. But they're amazing cooks. And uh, they're waiting for people to ask them to make food. They love making food. They're passionate about making food. And they just wait for people, especially poor bachelors like me, to ask them to make food. They love to give people food. They love to give people food. But you don't always get a choice in, in the food that they're going to make for you. You've got to accept it majority of the time. You've got to accept what God's going to tell you if you want wisdom. A lot of us want wisdom. A lot of us want to act. Like we really want to receive wisdom, but we don't want to receive wisdom. We want to hear what we want to hear. We don't want to hear what God wants to tell us. Amen. We have to be willing to receive wisdom if we're going to ask for it. You've got to be willing to take what God is going to tell you because he's going to put you on a crazy roller coaster ride. He's going to make you do things that you don't want to do sometimes. But it is wisdom, and it is going to lead you towards a harvest of righteousness. It's not going to lead you down a road of you know, every evil practice and, and disorder. Ask for wisdom, guys. Ask for wisdom. Consider the source. Consider the motive. Consider the results when you're searching for wisdom. Just ask for it. And God will guide you towards the right wisdom if you're considering the source and you're considering the results and you're considering the motive. Just ask for it. Have that discernment to decide. Because there's such a sea of things that people think real wisdom is. And it's hard to decide sometimes, but you know, if you consider the source, consider you know the results, and consider the motive, you know, and you ask God to help you with that process, it's going to take you a long way. Why don't you guys pray with me, and then uh, we'll do some more worship. Lord, uh, I just love you, and, uh, and I praise you, and uh, help us to decide what real godly wisdom is, and help us look at our sources, help us to look at our motives, and help us to look at the results. Um, of people's actions and people's lifestyle choices. and uh, Help us to just ask, and you'll show us what real wisdom is. And Help us to be willing to take the wisdom you're going to give us. And I pray that you would just uh, give us open hearts and open minds to uh, use this wisdom each and every day. And I pray that you would uh, guide this church in wisdom and help this church to make wise choices. And we, just, we love you and, and we praise you. Amen.